Okay, so just a recap of last week where I was talking about serve one another and one of the scriptures was Galatians chapter 5, verse number 13. For you, for you brethren, have, have been called to liberty only. Do not to use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another one another and we understand that we you know we serve people in different capacities you know if you have to go to the ER the here come the doctor come in the nurse come in they're serving you they don't want to know what's going on they take your blood work so they're, they're providing a service for you so they are serving you to make sure that you're okay that there's nothing else going on and if there is something that's going on they can go ahead and take care of it right away so even in restaurants we are the restaurants that uh the waiters or the waitress, they serve us as well. You know, we put up, place our order for our food. We got to wait for it to be cooked, and they'll come back with our food, so they serve us as well. So that's just, just a brief recap of serve. You know, we want to have a heart to serve people. We do. But what I, like, what I said last week, be careful. Be careful when you're serving people because some people will they will kind of they will see what else they can get from you just not just that one thing okay yeah they help uh, yeah um yeah they took me here so let, let me see if i can call them again and see if i can get them to take me like five other places through the week you know so you just got to be careful because i know understand we have other things that we need to do we have families that we have to take care of so it's not like we can stop doing what we're doing every every second or every minute of the day to help this person. You know, in your heart, you want to help this person, but sometimes, depending on the situation, you can't. You're like, well, I, I can't do that today. You know, I got something else going on. I really want to help you, but I can't do that today. So the golden rule, the golden rule, and I have a scripture, and it's Matthew chapter 7, verse number 12. Let me go to that. Where is it? Okay, good. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So the golden rule is the principle of treating others as you want them to be treated. It is a maximum that that is found in many religions and cultures. It can be it it is is could is can be considered an epic Reciprocity in some religions, although other religions treat it differently. So the most familiar verse of the Golden Rule says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So we want to treat people right. Just because someone treated you wrong, they drag you through the mud, doesn't give you, the, you know, doesn't mean that you go and treat them bad because we all know what you sow, you will reap. So in other words, if you sowing bad seed or you treating this person bad, guess what? It's going to come back to you. And you do not want it to come back to you because we always want to treat people right. That is the golden rule. That is the golden That's some people. Some people live by that rule, which is good. I love that. They live by that rule because... You know, even though uh, me and Pastor Frida, we, we treat people right, and then sometimes it comes back, 
We're like, wow. I'm like, we we just helped this person do this, that, and the other. And so now they're saying this, and now they're saying that about us. You know, there are situations where, you know, people will smile in your face. They smile, hee hee, ha ha, hee hee. They smile in your face. But at the same time, at the same time, they got that dagger right in your back. They got that dagger. It's, it's in the back. It's in your back. You go to the doctor. The doctor says, listen, I, I can't even get that out right now. You're going to have to wait until that way, boy wear off. Because that is, is deep. That dagger is deep. And we've had that situation with people in the church, and it's mostly in churches. I don't know what it is, but it's in churches and sometimes with family members and coworkers. They'll sit there and smile in your face, and then they'll go huddle up in the corner with four or five other people and talk about you like a dog. And you get word about it. I say, okay, oh, Derek, you know, they, they said this about you. That about you. I say, okay, all right, no problem. All right, hey, how you doing? And I keep right on going. So now I found out what type of person he or she is. Why is it called the golden rule? The golden rule is a moral which says treat others as you would like them to treat you. It is called the golden rule because there is value having to keep a respect and caring attitude for one another. People of many religions see this value and and it is a mandate and having similar expressions. Deuteronomy chapter number 15, verse number 2. Uh, let me go there. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse number 2. Oh, no, that's not it. I'm doing it on Joshua. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse number 2. And this is the form of the release. Every creditor who has lent Anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. It's called the Lord's release. So even this is this is a part of the golden rule. This is called a golden rule. You know, and there are some situations where um, God will cancel debt on your behalf. You get notice in the mail. You're like, oh, wow, we forgive you of your debt. You're like, wow, good. You're like, oh, praise God, because God, <laughs> God has released. That's the Lord's release. So the Lord has released the creditor, and the creditor is like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. We'll just we'll cancel it. You don't have to send us a dime. This is part of the golden rule. And I think that we should live by the golden rule each and every day because we know we have working on these um, uh, secular jobs, dealing with these uncircumcised Philistines. We know dealing with some of these folks is like you want in, in, I know the Bible say turn the other cheek. I know he does. I know the Bible say turn the other cheek. But there's, you have to do everything within your strength not to knock the person out on the ground. 
okay? You have to do everything you can. I mean, the goal to, it, it, it works. It works in marriages too. Is this apply to marriage too? So I don't know. If, have you ever seen the movie uh, The Burning Bed with Farrah Fawcett? Yeah, I probably never see. It's an old movie. You probably never seen it. You probably never seen it. But in that movie, yeah, everything was old, or you know, peaches and cream in the beginning and everything. And then later on in the movie, the husband he started abusing the wife, chasing around the yard, slapping her, kicking her to the ground. I'm like, wow, you know. Now, one thing I learned: these women ain't putting up with this no more. These women. These women are not putting up with that. If you're going to treat me like that, I don't want to be around you, and I need to leave because I'm going to end up in jail if you keep this up. You know, so in the movie, later on in the movie, she gathered all the kids in the vehicle. He went to sleep. She set the house on fire. The firehouse blew up, and she took off. So these, uh, I found out, and in, in, in these ladies are not not putting up with this, which is good. I, you should not be in that type of relationship. So, you know, if you want to be treated right, that's the thing. You know, that's why as parents, as parents, we must, uh, we're actually, you're an example to your kids on how you and your husband treat others. So as a kid, as your kids get older and get in relationships, you want that person to treat your child right, you know, Especially with do especially with your daughters, you know, you want you want that male to treat your daughter right. And if that if that man was to ever lay a hand on your daughter, you tell that man, say, listen, um, I think you need to leave because right now your life in danger, and um, right now you really need to leave because there's a good chance somebody's going to jail, but it's not going to be me. So. There's situation, you know, you you seen uh, you seen the other movie uh, um, with Tina Turner with um, Angela Bassett with What Love Got to Do It. You seen that movie? You seen that? You see how how that ended up? How that ended up? He was on drugs. He slapped her around. This is how he went, you know. And that's not how you treat a young lady. I was not brought up that way. I was my parents didn't bring me up to be a woman beater. I'm not a woman beater, but if I see a woman that's, you know, being beat by a man, then, uh, you know, I might have to step in and do something. You know, even though I don't know the person, I might have to step in and do something. We got, I don't, doesn't matter what she did. It's just like, hey, you don't hit a woman, period. You don't hit a woman, period. You know, and Adam never hit Eve. Adam never hit Eve. You can, you can read, you go to book, you can read the book of Genesis. You just, oh, Adam, he never hit Eve. Yes, exactly. He never hit Eve. So that's, you know, we, we need to live by the golden rule. We need to live by, even as pastors, you know, we live by the golden rule. We want to treat people right because we want to treat them right. We want the same respect. We want to treat people with respect. Now, if you don't respect me, then I'm sorry. I can't hang with you. Because I'm, I'm treating you with respect. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm treating you with respect. So, if you want to treat me with respect, I expect the same thing. I expect the, the same thing back. So, which is, uh, this is one of the, this is God's greatest commandment. This is God's greatest commandment. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, 
and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is, is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend on the law and the prophets. Matthew, 20, Matthew 22, verse number 36. Verse number 36. Uh, where we are 36 36 okay teacher which is the great commandment in the law and also you can go to Ephesians Ephesians 6 2 and it says honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise so kids teenagers honor your mother and father um, that's something that is is in the Bible. We want to. That's why we have to train our kids to honor mother and father. In other words, we have to train our kids to also show respect to people in leadership: police officers, doctors, nurses, school teachers. Even though it may seem like uh, what they're doing is wrong. You know, and I've been in a situation like that. I'm like, oh, no, no, this can't be right. This just can't be right. And, you know, in your, in your heart, it's like, man, it's like, what are they saying? This is like, this can't be right. But you're not, you can make suggestions and opinions, you know, but um, sometimes they're going to do what they want to do anyway. And I found that out. Even with people I work with. They're going to do it. Well, we're not doing that. We're doing this. I'm like, well, he just said do this. Well, we're not doing that. We're going to do this. I said, okay. I tell you what. Yeah, we're going to do it. But it's not on me. Because you you the crew leader or what are you going to call it? You're the crew leader. So anything happens, it falls on you. It's not going to fall on me because I already know what the supervisor told us to do. So I don't want to deviate from that unless... You know, he's telling us something to do something, and then when we get out there, it's not exactly what he thought it was. And sometimes you have to kind of change it a little bit. He said, well, why did you do this? Said, well, you told us to do it this way, but when we came out here, it was a totally different situation. So we had to approach it a different way in order to get the job done. But at the end of the day, the job got done. Okay, well, the job got done. All right, good decision. Cool. You know, so... That's the golden rule. The golden rule is we want to treat people right. We want to treat people right. And I understand that over the years, uh, church folks have hurt, have hurt you. Family members have hurt you. Pastors have hurt you. And me and Pastor Frieda can tell you, yes, we've been in that situation where pastors actually hurt us. But it's not the end, it's not the end of the world. So we just, you know, we keep moving. We keep moving. I don't. I don't want to think about it. You know, you won't. You won't forget, but you don't want to constantly think about it. You know, um, it's like the more you think about it, the more the matter you get, so to speak. With me, it is. I'm like, you know what? I don't think about it because I just get too upset thinking about it. So that's why we all we always want to treat people right. 
you know, um, we don't ever want to treat them wrong because we know what you sow, you're going to reap. And when you reap it, it's not good, it's bad because it's sometimes it's seven times worse or a hundred times worse than what it was because you, you, you sold it. So we want to make sure that we treat people right. We want to sow good seed at all times. Amen? Yeah, we want to sow that good seed even on these secular jobs. You know, we want to we just do us right. And I'm going to leave you with this. Remember, it is Christianity to, to do good always, even to those who done evil to us. Hmm. Let me pause for a second. People who done, who have done evil to you, you still want to do. You still want to do good to them. You still want to do good to them. It is Christianity to love our neighbors as ourselves, and to do to all men as we would have them to do to us. It is Christianity to be gentle, merciful, and forgiving, and to keep those qualities quiet in our own hearts and never make a boast of them or of our prayers or of our love of God, but always to show that we love him by humble, trying to do right in everything. If we do this and remember the life and, le life and lessons of our Lord Jesus Christ and try to, and try to act upon them, we may confidently hope that God will forgive us of our sins and mistakes and enable us to live and die in peace. And that was a quote by Charles Dickens. I read that and said, oh, wow, I love that. That was a very good quote. That's a very good quote. And uh, we, we want to make sure and we want to show our love to people. We want to show our love to people. Regardless of, regardless of what they have done or what they are doing, we still want to show love. We still want to show love. And I tell some people sometimes, a person on the job that's, want to, that's backbiting about you and, 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 and talking about you and, and got the dagger in your back, sometimes you got to flip the script. You say, you know what? Let me try this. Let me, let me, let me just try being kind to the person. Let me love on the person and see. And sometimes um, when you do that, um, when you do that, it, 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 their minds start wondering, like, oh, man, I did all this stuff with this person, and they still want to help me. They still love me. Yes, because God loved us. So, therefore, we are to love other people. Whether we know them or not, we are to love other people. It's like we're to love everybody. It may be, it, it, and sometimes it may seem hard, but we're to love everybody. You know, uh, Cain didn't love Abel because Cain took out Abel. So there was no love. I don't see no love. There was no love because God knew something was going on. God knew something was going on. Okay, okay, where's, where's, where's Abel? Where's Abel? Because his blood was on his hands because he already done took him out. Cain already took him out. So there's, uh, to me, there was no love there, you know, because Cain was jealous of Abel. You know, and 
And we have to, as Christians, as the body of Christ, as the body of Christ, because people, people that you come in contact with, and if you tell them, oh, yes, I'm saved, they're, you know, even on your job, they, are, they expect certain things from you. They expect certain things out of you. They'll say, well, he can't be saved. You know, he just went over there and, and took this and took that and put it in his car and took off. He just stole from the job. So he can't be saved. So we have to show that example to our kids, uh, to our church members, especially family members. And we know there are some family members that we know there's some family members that you know you don't want to have to deal with, but at some point you're going to have to. Um, even at family reunions, or if a loved one passes. You know, that's, that's when you see the whole family come together. They put all the differences aside, and they come together because a loved one passed, or they come together for a family reunion. But uh, outside of that, it's something totally different. It is something totally different. So that's why we have to show our love to our family members and to everybody. We've got to show our love. You know, um, you want people to treat us right. You know, even sometimes when I go shopping and... and, and the person that's that's purchasing whatever it is, they think it's the cashier's fault because their card got declined. And she's telling you, say, oh, well, you need to call the bank and find out what happened. No, no, I got money on there. It works. It works. I'm like, and she's just as calm. I'm, 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 I'm behind the dude. I'm like, she's telling you, just get, just get on the phone and call the bank. If you have to transfer some money, that transfer comes easy, and boom, you can purchase, you know. And, oh, no, I'm going, send me over to another cashier. I'm like, okay, okay. So cashier just doing her job. She treating, she treating people like she want them to treat her. So she just basically, in a very calm voice, very loving voice, like, just call the bank and find out what happened. He went over to another cashier. I'm saying, you know what, there's a good chance that's going to happen over there. I said, yeah, but I tried to tell him. I try to tell them. Even when we try to tell people things, um, even though we try to tell them, even though they may react in a totally different way, a, a different way, but it's out of love. It's out of love because you love the person. They, so if you love this person, you will let them know what's going on. Well, this person said this about you. They said this about you. This is what's going on. You know, um, I'm doing this because, you know, I care about you. And I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to see you get hurt in this whole, this whole situation. So that's why treating people right, treating them with love is good. Now, you want to treat them in a, if you want to treat them in a nasty way, that's you. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't think anyone wants to do that. But we also just want to make sure that we treat people right. We show our love to everybody, especially on these secular jobs. It's, it's, it's hard. In some ways, it's hard. It's hard. It's like you got to kind of like pull back a little bit. You know, you, you, you got to kind of pull back a little bit. But with that being said, if you have to speak your mind, speak your mind. I'm just sorry. If you got to speak your mind, speak your mind. You have, if you have to tell that person how exactly how you feel, tell that person exactly how you feel. 
but do it out of love. Don't do it out of spite. Don't do it out of hate. And don't do it out of bitterness. Do it with love. This is, you know, this is the series of love one another. So this is a golden rule. We want to treat people right. So when you tell somebody something, you want to tell them out of love. Because if you approach them at a different angle, they're going to get defensive. And they're not going to receive it. Whether they're saved or not, they're not going to receive it. You want them to receive it. So that's why you come out, you come to them with love. You know, you're caring. And you, you want to be merciful. You want to be merciful. And what else? Um, you want to be gentle. You want to be gentle. So you don't want to come at them full of uh, bitterness and hate. You know, say, listen, I'm, listen, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you exactly. You could come in at the same, like I'm talking to you right now. You said, listen, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about you. They may not like it. They may not like it. Say, you are a very rude. You're very rude. And you are a very cold person. That's why no one at this job wants to work with you on any project because of your attitude. And I'm telling you that because that's what I'm hearing in the office. I'm not going to give any names. I'm not going to tell you who said it, but I'm telling you this is what I hear in the office. So if you don't do something about that, there's a good chance they may get rid of you and get somebody else in here and leave it as that. Leave it, leave it just like that. You know, and I've been in situations where, um, yeah, yeah, the, the, you know, that smile on your face, had a manager smile in my face and, um, Man was talking about me behind my back, and, I, and, he, and he admitted it. He told me himself. He told me himself. He told me himself. He said, well, I was going on other interviews. I'm like, I haven't heard anything. I'm like, well, I mean, I haven't heard anything. And he came out and said, well, um, one, one, one manager asked about your uh, attendance, and I told him your attendance was good. But then again, I told him something happened, and phew, they hired somebody else. So... When he told me that, I say, okay, I got to get away from this guy. Plain and simple. I just had to get away. I, I, I thank God. God opened the door for me to transfer from where I was to someplace else. So it wasn't too, it wasn't, it wasn't better. It wasn't better because I faced the same situation. I, fa I faced the same situation with another supervisor. Same, I'm like, oh, this, this can't, I, I got to get out of here because, you know, they're judging me and because of the color of my skin. More like racial profile of me because of my skin. In other words, they don't want to see black folks move up. They want us to stay here. But God doesn't want you to stay here. God wants you to go up, not down. So that's why I had to, um, I had to get away, and finally I did. I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm in a better place now. <sighs> I had to deal with all that stuff no more. And the people I'm working with, they didn't see color. All they all they want to know is get the work done. That's it. That's it. And they treated me with respect. I treated them with respect. You know. They loved everything I did. I was down there fixing lawnmowers. Could you fix this? Could you fix that? No problem. Bring it over here. I'll fix it. Can you do this? Can you? I'll service it. Come on. Bring it over here. Bring the lawnmower to the mechanic shop. Lift it up and 
sharpened the blade, serviced it, and did everything I need to do. All right, it's ready. It's ready. Go on. So even the, even the supervisor, uh, the supervisor and the managers, uh, I treated them with respect. They did the same thing to me. You know, I treated them right. They treated me right. You know, it wasn't, it's, it's not about the, the color of skin. It's about us treating people right. It doesn't matter if they're from Jamaica, Bahamas, Trinidad, they're from overseas, it doesn't matter. We still treat them right at all times. Amen?